Welcome to the History of the Batman with London, brought to you by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. This is where we relive the defining moments of one of the most iconic figures in comic art and literature, the Batman. My name is Adam Silverstein, and as always, I am joined by London. From the shadows, we give our love to the mysterious Shadow Adam. History of the Batman with London is produced and engineered by Mason Booker. London, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How have you been? I've been good. (laughs) I've been good. I've missed uh, the past couple weeks. We haven't done a show. I know. But we're back. Yep, we're back. And we're actually recording right now on top of The Meltdown. Yeah. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, The Meltdown is the weekly Wednesday comedy show that actually is on Comedy Central as well. Yeah. Hosted by Kumal and Jonah Ray. Yeah. It's a really fun show. So if you can come out to it there, it was every Wednesday, right? Yeah, every Wednesday. I think it's only $8. Yeah, it's a steal for how fun it is when you go. Yeah, Yeah. top comedians (laughs) coming to the back of a comic book store trying out new material. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. It is. All right, but let's talk a little Batman, <laughs> because I need a little Batman in my life. I know daily you're giving people Batman through Instagram right, and Twitter. <laughs> Your Twitter game is getting better. It is. It's fun. I'm still getting the hang of it a little bit, but But Instagram fun. is where you rule. <laughs> yeah, I'm way more comfortable on Instagram, but all of it is fun. Just meeting people who love Batman as much as I do. <laughs> How do people find you on Instagram or Twitter? They can follow on Instagram.com slash History of the Batman and on Twitter.com slash Hist of the Batman. And I post daily on both sites and... Each week we have a new session, just like with the podcast, we have a new episode talking about something different about Batman. There you go. (laughs) All right, so what are we talking about today? Well, I thought we could discuss Batman in terms of dying and deaths in DC Comics. And it was more inspired by the current Batman series that's going on, if anyone is following Batman or Detective Comics, they know that in earlier issues, Batman 40 to be precise, that Bruce Wayne, Batman, he had an apparent death, but then in the issues following, I won't give it all away, especially since this is a new arc and I don't want to spoil anything, but he comes back and there's this whole thing and he rediscovers himself as Batman again. But people were shocked that they quote-unquote killed him in the comics and it made me think there have been a lot of instances where Mm. Batman has actually died in the comics and and a lot of superheroes if you think about it that we read in comics whether it's DC or Marvel or whatever hero you prefer I mean they've had stories where they have either died or or even whether it's a short period of time or a, a long time, like when the death of Superman happened in the 90s, that was a big deal. Right. And, and even in the Batman family itself, there have been more deaths than I think many heroes mythology would show, whether it's more of an editorial decision like 
when Alfred in the kind of sil- early Silver Age comics where they killed off his character because they didn't think that he was popular enough or they wanted to bring more of a focus to Batman and Robin. He was out of comics for a while, but then they brought him back. Or They even, killed Robin. Right. They killed Jason Todd in Death of the Family in 89, and then he resurrected in the early 2000s and came back and even in the new 52 comics Damian Wayne the newest or the current Robin he died and he was gone for a period of time and and now he's back so I think the Batman at least Batman fans are used to kind of Batman characters dying and then coming back and I don't know if that kind of shows that they have more of a humanity of sorts because you think that the heroes that you love reading they go out and they fight and they fight the bad guy and they win and that's it and that's the end of the story but it kind of goes deeper than that when a character is hurt or so hurt that they can't be a hero anymore even if they die and how that affects the people in their lives or the people in that universe or just the whole story in general right uh total aside not in the Batman universe. Got a question for you. Yes. <laughs> Do you think Han Solo is really dead? <laughs> I think that he is, but I wouldn't be surprised if somehow he was brought back in a film. Just as, whether as, I don't know. Sure ghost i don't know okay. but i but i do think that they they did kill him off okay i do wasn't sure and uh Th- that's my, my opinion i'm sure there's yes. tons of forms out there that could go on and on about this but but i did i i will say i was like really surprised when i saw that in the first time i saw yeah. the movie so yeah but it's characters like that you don't think they're going to die right well i think films <laughs> are definitely different right than comic books yes comic books you know your character you have a vision of your character your favorite character and who they are Mm -hmm. and the companies want to keep that because everyone knows that bruce wayne is batman right and so it's very hard for people coming in at any time to then accept batman as someone else it always goes back to bruce wayne yes it's always a little hard to understand even people right now because right now James Gordon in the comics is Batman and even though it's being received well and the comics are great it's still kind of odd not seeing Bruce Wayne as Batman and I think most fans are like yes it is James Gordon but it will be Bruce Wayne yes you you're expecting him to come back at some point that's just and that is ultimately what is creative is the new way of bringing back Bruce Wayne (laughs) exactly so that's and that's another thing that's great about comics. There's always something new. You think that, oh, they've done it all to this character, and then they come up with something new. And that's why it's the creative process is awesome. Who is currently <laughs> writing the Batman series that you've been referring to? Uh, Scott Snyder and uh, Greg Capullo. They're are still the, going strong. Yeah, they're actually, on the Batman title, are going to end in issue 51. So people are a little... Uh, worry <laughs> they are but uh, Snyder said that he is going to still work on Batman and Linda Hand and Detective Comics so he's still going to be on the character but just not on the Batman title but they've had a, an amazing run how long has their run been oh it's been 
I think been a couple of years. Yeah, right? it's been a few years. It's been pretty close to when the new 52 started, so 2011. Wow. So it's yeah, it's, it's been about five years almost. It's nice to see that used to be such a thing where creators would stay on a book for a very long time, and then you know this the trend of late has been that's not the case right it's like the creators stay for a story arc and then new creators come on yes but but i like that the creative teams rotate because it each creator brings something unique and different to the same character that you've been reading for years so it's i mean i don't mind having a a refreshing take on something, right. but then again, but there when are, you got a team that gets a groove, right? And you want to ride, and that. you're used to it, and it's great, and you enjoy it. So of course, you don't want it to end, but good things come to an end, I suppose. Yes, and as <laughs> always, you'll be optimistic and read yes. the next thing. <laughs> I definitely will. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about some of these deaths. Okay, well, we're going to talk about I think around ten, give a round number, and we're going to go through it chronologically as most of our shows go and um, starting I guess in the golden age which I just want to point out that the stories that involve Batman and Robin which is Dick Grayson at this point I mean they are very extravagant and it's in the fantasy and the, the stories are kind of outrageous and even some of the villains that they fight they apparently die and come back and Joker was actually one that was kind of fun to follow in the 40s and 50s comics because he would fight Batman and then he would fall overboard on a boat or he would jump off a bridge or something and you would think that he's dead and gone but then two issues later he's back so the idea of a character who is popular or reoccurring dying is 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 a little bit at least in that era it wasn't that really well known they didn't write out characters they may try out one or two but they were pretty consistent so seeing a major character die and stay gone was kind of uh, not really heard of at this point for those who don't know what is the golden age golden age is the period of time that national publications which is now dc comics put out their comics so for batman the golden age would range from 1939 which he debuted in detective comics 27 and it lasted until 1954 and that was more when the comics code authority started and they had to change the way that comics were written and then from 55 to so through the 70s then you have the silver age and then the modern age is seen more in the in the in the 1980s okay so right now we're going to talk about a story that was in the early 50s in 1952 it's a david Vern reed story and it is it's one that like I said, like I mentioned before, the stories are kind of wild and there you probably wouldn't see one like this in the comics now. But uh, it was in Batman 72 and that was in August of 1952. The writer was David Vern Reed and the artist was Jim Mooney. And it was the it was called the Death Cheaters of Gotham City. So there was this elite high society group in Gotham and 
there was someone who was trying to get into this elite group and the group rejected him and he wanted to get vengeance on these wealthy men and so he started killing them and of course when the elite kind of start to die batman comes into play and wants to know what's going on and so he figures well he has to figure out to a, a way to get in this club and being bruce wayne at the time a millionaire he figured he can get in with ease but he learned that the way that you get into this special club is that you are clinically recorded as dead and then you come back to life ah. <laughs> so he what had a to, weird group right <laughs> it's it's a little eccentric but so batman figured out a way that he could stop his heart and it would stop just for a short period of time and then robin dick grayson knowing that he would do this would bring him back to life and now are so, you saying this Batman figured that out or Bruce Wayne? Well, Bruce Wayne okay. figured this out. And then, of course, as Bruce Wayne, he, he at using his Batman tools and things, stopped his heart and then was brought back to life or resuscitated by Dick Grayson. So in this story, he was seen as that Bruce Wayne was clinically deceased, but then he comes back and... Then Bruce Wayne discovers that who is trying to kill these men and he saves them and puts the guy in behind bars. So how long did Bruce Wayne stay dead for or clinically dead? Clinically dead probably for like a minute. Oh. <laughs> it's nothing major. I get it. But this But was, he did die. But it was he the did first die. time. Yes, technically this is the first time he died. And I mean we'll see when we go through the stories that he doesn't stay dead for long, or it may be an apparent death. But in the comics, as you're reading it, you're led to believe that he's gone, and you're figuring, oh no, is Batman or Bruce Wayne gone? And I think that's kind of just, like I said, it kind of plays with him being a human, him, right. his humanity, because characters like Superman, it's kind of hard for him to do that. So was and there a way that Bruce Wayne was able to prove that he died for that minute? to the millionaire or the the yeah the millionaire group yes he gave like this um like certificate of death in a way uh. and then he proved that hey i'm back and so then so, they put him on the wall and they're like okay but then of course he transformed the batman and figured out everything good. so it, i think that's kind of an awesome story it actually <laughs> is not as bad as i thought it was gonna be <laughs> And I would actually like to see someone kind of redo that story today and how they would do it because it's so, it is outrageous, but it's it's kind of a fun story. And it's kind of a, a trick death. You, right. I, you, you really tricked me on that one. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about, which I know we'll talk about other deaths, right. but this was a, a tricky death. I didn't, I didn't expect that, <laughs> so thank you. All right, we go on to number two? Yeah. Next um, in order. The next one is from a 1974 story in the publication The Brave and the Bold, which if you aren't familiar with that comic, I mean, you may be familiar with the TV series that Batman the Brave and the Bold that came out in 2008, the animated show. And that was started in the 1960s and usually you would have team-ups of heroes and Batman and especially this was because 
of the 1966 Batman show, he became so popular that they more made the book as a Batman and another hero team up. So it became more of a Batman centric book. Right. So it was in the lines of Batman detective comics where readers can have more Batman stories. And in this one, it is a story by Bob Haney and the artist is Jim Apero, which during the 70s and the 80s, Jim Apero was a great Batman artist. He was one of the main artists of creative team. And I've always loved his capes. <laughs> they were very long and just kind of moved with the wind. And you just, like those capes. I do. And I am a sucker for a huge cape. <laughs> so, and I think, and I'm, I love huge capes and huge cow ears. Yes. And I know people like the short kind of stubby ones, but I don't, no, you, you know, uh, Kelly Jones. Yes, exactly. I was just going to say Kelly Jones. His ears are amazing. <laughs> um, but this was, but yes, this is a Bob Haney story with Jim Apero, and it's in the Brave of the Bold 115 from November of 1974. And this is another kind of, it's another interesting death of Batman, but it, but he actually stays dead longer than a minute. <laughs> than a minute. <laughs> um, so it turns out that Batman is hunting down this guy who's kidnapped this young girl. And while he's fighting him in this abandoned warehouse, he gets electrocuted on the window seal and he, and he literally is brain dead. Like he, he kind of, yeah, he's brain dead. And then Commissioner Gordon, he comes and he finds him. So he's fully in Batman. He's Batman. He's not Bruce Wayne. And, but he takes him to the hospital. And what I've always loved about when anytime Batman for some reason goes to the hospital, they never take off his, his mask. His mask. They respect it. <laughs> they do. So when he's in the hospital and doctors are observing him and everything, he's still fully Batman. He's not, he's not Bruce Wayne. So yeah. no one knows that he's Bruce Wayne, which That is I, definitely an old time story. <laughs> because nowadays that would <laughs> never happen. Right. And so it's it's those little things that I just love about these kind of silver age comics because the the more common things you're like oh well if he goes to the hospital he's gonna they're gonna find out his secret identity it's like no anytime and even in like animated movies and more recent comics when someone has him captured or he's tied up or he's knocked out or something and one crook may want to take off his mask and see who he is the other crook's like no we can't do that so for some reason he just no one will go and take off his cowl but anyway um, he's in the hospital and Gordon is told by the doctors that he's brain dead and they just are he doesn't have that much time until his organs shut down. And, of course, the physicist uh, Ray Palmer is there at the hospital who, for us, he is the Adam. And he sees that Batman is at the hospital and that he's dying. And he asks Gordon and the doctors to, if he can have a moment with him to just spend his last moments with them and so they leave the room and so Ray Palmer transforms to the atom and he shrinks down and goes into Batman's mm, brain right. and through that he gets, runs enough energy to so he's able to control Batman's body and so he control his movements through wow. the brain function as the atom so of course 
They go, they find the crook who kidnapped the girl, and they apprehend him and everything. And then the atom has to jump out of his brain. But luckily, he's caused so much friction and energy that he's revived and Batman is alive again. He has the brain function. Yeah. And so when he goes back to the hospital, the doctors just think this is a miracle that he's back and they have no idea that the Adam was a part of it. So this uh, team up was kind of, is really a team up. I mean, he brought him back. Exactly. So far. I like the first one. But I will tell you, I do want to see on the Instagram page or at least the Twitter picture. Mm-hmm. I want to see him in the hospital bed with his cape and okay. cow still on. You gotta. <laughs> I will. Yes, I will post that. That panel is for classic. You. <laughs> I'm just imagining what that looks like. It's hilarious, and even if. No, in this one, he has the full costume on. But in some, it's like he just has his mask on. But then no they'll have shirt. other. Ugh. Yeah. And then or like have just regular clothes on, but they won't take off the mask. It's just I think that's so funny. I love that. That's what you should. <laughs> that would be a great couple of pictures is just those pictures with Batman's either mask uh-huh. or cape and cowl, but different clothes yes. or shirt off or I, just in. Oh, I know plenty. No, I do you? Do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I can definitely do that. <laughs> All right. Requests apparently can be made. Yes, of course. All right. So are we on to death number three? Yeah, we're on to death cool. number three. So this one, I really love the story. It's actually one of my favorite uh, Batman stories from this era, from the 70s, from the Silver Age comics. And it is another David Verne Reed story. He was also a big writer in Silver Age. And Jim Apparel also does the cover work and interior art. And it is a four-issue arc. It's from Batman uh, 291 to 294. It's the end of 1977. goes into 1978. And it the arc is, Where Were You on the Night Batman Was Killed? And what's great about this story is, especially if you're a fan of arcs like The Long Halloween or Batman Hush, this story was one of the first to really have all of Batman's rogues gallery in one story. And I think that, uh, and it's been an inspiration for animated series and other stories. But so in this story, in the, actually, if we talk about Batman 291, the cover, it's probably one of the most iconic covers from the Silver Age because it shows Batman's grave or tombstone and there are about eight different rogues on the cover standing there over him or thinking that he's dead. And what the story is, is that it goes around the criminal underworld that Batman has died. And they're trying to figure out who was the criminal who finally took him out. And of course, all of the or a lot of the villains, his rogues gallery, they say that they committed the crime and that they took Batman out. But about four of them were saying that they did it. So they're going to go to trial and they're going to see who's actually telling the truth. Mm. So the judge is okay. It's Raish Al Ghul. Mm. See? Well said. <laughs> so, Thumbs up from Mason on that one. <laughs> and the um, and the attorney is, of course... Matt Murdock. <laughs> Just kidding. 
it's it's two face and so we go through four different stories where them the rogues they tell their own story saying how they killed batman and then two-face has to decide who is telling the truth so we so have... what court is this is this like <laughs> criminal court <laughs> yeah i guess it's and on the on the on the jury there's scarecrow and poison ivy this is wild yeah and mad hatter and it's 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 great because this is literally one of the first times you really see all of his villains in one place. Right. Because you, you to usually, do a court case. Right. Exactly. It, how neat. <laughs> and so it takes place in a courtroom. Yeah, it takes place in a courtroom, and it's the whole thing. And I guess if you are an animated series fan and you kind of visualize the episode trial where there's all the rogues and they're in court, it's kind of like that. But I, I guess my question is: is what is the purpose of really trying to figure it out i mean they should be batman is dead let's go do right. what we need to do <laughs> run the streets but it's it's to have the title of i killed batman exactly so you could be the baddest criminal yes, there is exactly so and there's it's catwoman it's riddler it's lex luther which i always love because it's awesome and it's joker and they forgive their own stories as to how they kill that that they killed Batman. So Catwoman says he has a fight with him on a bridge and she eventually kicks him off and he falls to a watery grave. And Riddler says that he trapped him in this warehouse and he was fooled by his riddles and he blew up the warehouse. And then Lex Luthor, which I found is really funny, he switched the minds of Superman and Batman. So Superman's mind is in Batman and then he kills Batman so he technically kills Superman because of course that's his goal is to right. kill Superman and then Joker says that he fills him up with laughing gas and poisons and stabs him like a hundred times and he kills him so of course they all have their different stories but Two-Face finds fault in all of their stories and he said and they say that they're all not guilty so after they take like a break or something and you see Two-Face leaving the courthouse, you discover that Two-Face is actually Batman. He was in disguise the mm. whole time. And then he has a final fight with Joker who discovers that Batman's still alive. And then he apprehends him and he puts the crooks in Arkham. And then Joker in the end finds out that Two-Face, the real Two-Face, was actually in Arkham the whole time in a cell. And when Gordon finally sees Batman and he's alive, he asks what happened. And he said that there and the, the explanation is, is interesting. He says that there was a fan, a fan of Batman, and he dressed up as Batman. And he went out to try to fight crime or something. And he himself accidentally got killed in the process. Uh. So everyone saw that Batman was dead because he was in the costume just the same. So but. Batman... So you did say the courthouse. Yeah. There was a courthouse. Yeah. And all the criminals are in the courthouse. Yes. And they're not under, they don't have handcuffs on. No. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is bizarre. <laughs> I just can't imagine them in an official courthouse. Right. But, of course, we don't ask questions no. like this. You just. You let it happen. Exactly. 
great. I actually would be uh, interested in reading this. Where again can I find this? Um, I'm pretty sure it's in a trade paperback, but it's Batman 291 to 294. It's four issues, and it's really good. Bob Haney, great writer, and the art is fantastic. It just sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. And like I said, it's kind of, it reminds me of stories like Long Halloween where all of the criminals are there, and Hush where you see the whole rogues gallery, and... It's another animated series reference. It They were inspired by this comic arc for the episode Almost Got Him, where they each tell how they almost killed Batman. So mm. this was a this was totally inspiration for that nice. episode. So yeah, it is definitely, and it's seen as one of the best stories from the 70s of Batman, because you have all of the villains. And, In one place. Yeah, which is always great, because Batman's gallery is... Very colorful and and it's and, fun and to it's, see him in a jury box. Exactly. So here you go. <laughs> next, next death. Well, next death we've talked about before on the show, and it's and he did die. What death? This a is death bit. number four, right? Yes, this is death number four, and it is from the Dark Knight Returns. Mm. It's the last issue, issue four. Of course, Frank Miller, Klaus Janssen, Lynn Verley, and it came out June of 1986. And it is the last concluding issue in this four-part arc. And for, of course, for those who I'm sure everyone has kind of heard of this story before, but it is an alternate universe of sorts where we see into the future with Bruce Wayne being retired as Batman. He's been retired for about... 10 years or so and then he comes back to the cape and the cow to stop the mutant gang and all of the madness that's happening in Gotham and eventually he has to go and fight Superman who has been told by the government and the president that they don't want Batman going and running around and so that's why and this is in The Dark Knight Falls it's issue 4 and Batman prepares for this ultimate battle between Superman. And, of course, anyone who's excited for next month's movie, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, they're hoping that some of this tech that Batman has or is using to fight Superman is seen, like the the totally armored Batmobile or the exoskeleton suit. And he uses that with the help of Green Arrow with his kryptonite arrows. And he fights Superman and he gets a lot of hits in and he ultimately weakens him from his tools to using the kryptonite. And then he has a heart attack and he is seemingly dead because his heart stops. And there's a whole funeral. The whole world knows that Bruce Wayne is dead and the, all of the anything related to Batman is in ruins or it's destroyed. Can't find Batcave, can't find anything. And then at the funeral or afterwards, Superman is there and he sees young Carrie Kelly, who was Batman's Robin at the time. And she's standing at his grave. And then he, Superman, hears a faint heartbeat below the ground and he knows that this is another one of Batman. He took this pill that slows stops the slows, slows the heart. And so he is presumed dead for a period of time. And then Carrie Kelly comes, digs him up, he comes back. And then he goes underground and starts a whole new kind of army of kind of Batman soldiers in a way. And that's how 
the issue ends. And if you're reading Batman uh, or the Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, it kind of gives a little bit of reference to the series and, of course, the other one in Dark Knight Strikes Again. But even though I guess people always remember the fight between Superman and Batman, and this is like one of the most epic fights, even though we will, and it'll be closer to the movie, but we are going to do an episode about all of Batman and Superman's fights that they've had, because this isn't the only one. There's been plenty. Oh, yeah, they fight. Oh, yeah, so. It's like brothers. Exactly. They love each other, but they fight. (laughs) Exactly. So even though everyone remembers this fight, it's interesting to kind of remember the death, even if it was only for a few pages and even though it was planned and staged, but it's still it's a, a death, death nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to see how the deaths are kind of, where at least what you've gone over so far, mm-hmm. we've only talked about a minute death. We've talked about an issue death. Right. We've talked about, well, a, 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 an apparent death in the court case right. one and now we've got another issue death i'm sure that there's going to be some longer deaths yes okay <laughs> but it's it's you know they're almost easing the the fans into the fact that you know what we could do a little death here we could do a little death there mm-hmm. and we're gonna give you a big one pretty soon i'm right. sure yes and i think at least from the deaths we've discussed and even ones that we will in the next few stories they play around with him dying a lot. It's never, like you said, it's never a long period of time because I think just thinking of Batman being gone or dying or not, yeah, not not really being there, I don't know at the time if they could really deal with that in comics. I think it was really rare to kill off major characters. Right. Um, I could probably, I mean, that is probably a sales issue versus a story issue. Right, exactly. This is definitely something through like the editorial process and even with other characters like at the time in the 70s when Batwoman who they thought was not um, they didn't really want to keep her in Batman stories they they killed her off and she actually stayed dead in comics for years and kind of returned not too long ago. Um, But then again, they thought of the character as, Oh, well we don't really need her. She's not a necessity within Batman's within the Batman canon. So when they see it as like, Oh, well I don't think we really need this character. Even when you go and we look at a crisis on infinite earths when the reboot happened after 1985 and they took away a lot of Batman family, like Ace, the bad hound and Batmite and characters like that. And, and Batwoman and they take characters out and whether they died or they just disappeared. It's interesting when one actually does die. And I think that's why when Jason Todd died, at the end of 1980s and 1989 and death of the family it was a really big deal because no character that was as major because even though he was only robin for a few years he was still robin he was still the main one of the main characters in the batman comics and then he died and even though it only lasted for maybe about a year or so where then tim drake comes into the the mantle 
um, it was still a, a big deal that they killed him off. But of course, it was the, the fans didn't like him and all of those things, and so they voted him off. But right. but a major. But they still got a major character off. Right. Exactly. So it's just so it's interesting to look at deaths and when they take away characters and wondering whether it is just story driven or if it's just the writers and they say well we don't think this character is selling but if it's if it is that way like you said if it is dealing with sales how does that really affect the comics and the the people who don't know about the behind the scenes of them wanting to take away a character and how that kind of affects people reading it right well i think Marvel now is starting to actually experiment with removing their main characters. Right. You know, Thor is now a woman. Right. Uh, Captain America is the Falcon. Yes. And they are they're really pushing the envelope. I mean, Hulk is um, Amadeus Cho. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see if those characters come back because they they did a ton. I don't know mm-hmm. if DC's ready to do that yet with all their characters and mm-hmm. not, and not saying they need to but you know clearly it is something that uh, the the industry is experimenting with. Yes, definitely. And even right now with Batman it's not Bruce Wayne Batman right. yeah, and so right. that's a it's it's they're experimenting somewhat, but yes, with their major characters, it's all usually like the same. There are the same people who play those characters. So it would be interesting to see something major really happen. And if they're going to take it for usually when they kill off a character, it's like the longest I've seen is maybe about a year within yeah. DC. I'm saying I'm sure with others, it's it's been a little longer, but yeah, it's it's. I just think that's something that people don't really think about when they're reading the comics when they're gone. It's like, well, why did they do that? I mean, what was the kind of driving point? Was it just to experiment or was it because something with something internal in D.C. like sales or it's just something to think about. Something to think (laughs) about. But I think probably as you take it and generally the way I read comics, I just kind of let it happen. Yes. And you accept it and... You go with the ups and downs of the character mm-hmm. as people have up and da- ups and downs with their lives. And sometimes the stories are better that we tell and sometimes they're not as good. Right. Either way, they are our stories and we continue on. And that's kind of the way you feel about Bruce Wayne or Clark Kent or, mm-hmm. you know, characters such like that. Yes. So, All right. All next right. death. Next death is... It is a. It's by uh, Dennis O'Neill and Norm Brayfogle, and it's from the 1992 arc Batman: Birth of the Demon, and it is an arc dealing with Batman and Raish Al Ghul. That is Raish. so weird to say, by the way, Mason. I'm right. sorry. Good. <laughs> but I don't want you to put that clip in. <laughs> so I'm trying my best. Um, so, and it's interesting to even talk about, well, as we're talking about characters who die, thinking about Rachel Ghul just in the terms when he was written in by Dennis O'Neill and, and Neil Adams in 1971 and that whole story arc where Batman meets Rache and then he meets Talia and the that whole daughter of the demon birth of the demon and Rachel Ghul he continuously 
dies and then goes into the Lazarus pit and then is reborn again or resurrected. And they play with death in that way really early on more than I don't think I think a lot of other comics or heroes or stories really played with. And so I've always thought that he was a cool kind of character. I, I've loved all of Raish's stories. Um, so this one is, it's from 1992, and it is, um, it, it's a really good story. It's uh, the last, it's the concluding arc, and Raish is on the edge of dying once again. He and he needs to find his Lazarus pit and he travels to the Middle East to go to the original Lazarus pit because there's some all over the world apparently but this one is the oldest and the first and Batman travels and finds him and they have this huge fight and ultimately Rachel Gould gets the upper hand and he's fighting and he has this shovel and he stabs Batman with the shovel in the chest and ultimately Batman falls and he seemingly is dying. He's about to die. He's stumbling. He's falling. It's from Natalia and Raish. And they both have to go into the Lazarus pit to survive. So Batman pretty much is dead or he has like a moment of death and then Talia kind of pushes them both into the pit and they're in this huge kind of sandstorm in the Middle East and that sand totally covers a Lazarus pit which just to stop for a moment Norm Brayfogle who is a great Batman artist did a lot of great Batman books especially in the 90s the the imagery he uses for these panels for with Raish and Batman fighting and going into the pit and then ultimately Batman emerges from the pit out of the sand but Raish apparently doesn't and he thinks mm. that he's dead but and so in this story Batman is pretty much dead he's pushed into the Lazarus pit that's the only thing that could save him because Talia didn't want him to die because she loves him and all of that romantic stuff but so the shovel to the chest shovel to the chest it was, it's that's and it sounds odd when you say it but if you look at the panels in this issue it's quite beautiful how it's rendered right. it's just the colors and just the lines it's 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 pretty fantastic so and yeah, so when he emerges from the Lazarus pit Batman mm-hmm. yes Batman emerges from the Lazarus pit is the chest is the is the chest completely healed or is there a scar no it's healed okay so and it's always assumed that once you emerge from the Lazarus pit most of whatever ailments you had or scars or anything is healed and you're total re- reset yes total reset completely renewed and and that took the place over one issue yes that was the end of that was the last issue they were chasing each other all over the world and everything for about four or five issues but this was the last one within the arc and this is in a trade paperback you can get it it's batman birth of the demon if you want to see norm brayfogel's work dennis o'neill's always fantastic and yeah it's that is our latest death all right (laughs) well let's go to death number six Yes. Yeah. We had six. six. Yeah. Um, I liked this one because the villain that Batman goes up against, he's not really, he's not a very popular rogue or you don't see him a lot in comics. But in this 
like two to three issue story nonetheless you see Batman die for another brief period of time and you read this in Detective Comics 644 to 646 and that's from mid-1992 and it was written by Chuck Dixon who during this time was a huge Batman writer contributed a lot he'll contribute to the Batman Nightfall story and other issues in Batman especially in the in the early 90s and it was drawn by Tom Lyle and Michael Golden and Tom Lyle created the rogue the electrocutioner and for people who watch Gotham the electrocutioner appeared for about a few episodes in I believe the first season. So this so that character is based off of this original rendering of the electrocutioner. Um and of course it's uh this criminal, it's Buzz his name's Buzz Gallivan. He is sent the to Alexa- the electrocutioner with yes. the name of Buzz. Yes. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what else would it be? <laughs> um, he goes... Fry? <laughs> Buzz Fry? <laughs> well, that's the thing. He goes to the electric chair and he doesn't fry. He survives and so he gains all of this electrical power and he just kills people with his... Go on. Exactly. Kill him. Ex- <laughs> and so he's he got his hands people. on Batman. Yes, he got his hands on Batman. He zapped him, and then for a moment, he did die. But of course, Robin brought him back. He, How did Robin do it? <laughs> well, he resuscitated him, kind of like the first story. Mouth to mouth. Yeah. So it was. So he survived. He's alive, but he did technically die for a very short, maybe. Now, how did Robin resuscitate him? Did he have to administer mouth to mouth? Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. And so, but he came back. <laughs> hey, I want to see that picture. <laughs> I'm going to find all these panels for you Thank and you. just put them in a whole thing so you can see them. Because, like, now, this is a fascinating topic. I mean, really, it is. <laughs> There's so much about the stories that I didn't, you know, another aspect that I had no idea about. Yeah, it's, if you. There's so many Batman comics and Batman stories, right, and I know right. everyone highlights, it seems like everyone highlights the same ones or the major ones or the ones that are most popular, but there are just even the small ones, like this random three-issue arc in Detective Comics that no one probably pays total mind to, but... Do you think you could do a podcast or a, a series on how many times Batman had to fight in a zoo? In a zoo, he has had to fight in a zoo. Right? Is it like multiple times? It's more than one, especially in the fifties and sixties. It's crazy. He's always he's fighting everywhere. Okay, I could. Right. I mean, you don't need to. I don't think it would be very well uh, received. But you just mentioned how there's so many Batman stories. It just seems like you could come up with any crazy idea, and there he is. Totally could. Like, did he ever fight on a surfboard? Well. Maybe I don't know if for he's some on reason a surfboard, I, I, but there is a really popular world's finest cover where he is on a surfboard in his whole Batman costume, and then yeah. Robin's on another surfboard, and then Superman's on a surfboard See? too. <laughs> it just it has to be. <laughs> so even if it's not in the story, there are so many different covers too, and right. a lot of times, especially. In the 40s and 50s, the covers did not match the stories at all. Right, right. You mentioned that. (laughs) So it's totally possible. Yeah. If you just think of something, I'm sure you could find something Batman. With a cover that matches it. (laughs) 
All right. And that would be fun if some of you listeners wanted to just shout out ideas yeah. uh, to London and, you know, Batman with, uh, I don't know, at the circus. Well, that's probably too easy because he, he finds his, uh, he finds his yes, sidekicks at circuses. On. But, that's you know, Detective Comics 38, having a picnic, having a picnic. Yes. There's a picture of Batman yes. having a picnic? And a, and a picnic, a, yes. There, oh, man. Okay, so there's anything. <laughs> But yes, and of course, if you either want to know something like that, or if you have a, a preference or an idea for an episode, you yeah. can always email me at historyofthebatman at gmail.com. And I take all of it into consideration, and I'm sure at some point I can do a show on it, and I'm open to all suggestions. So awesome. totally email me there. And right. yeah. <laughs> so Buzz Fry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Buzz. He kills him. Robin resuscitates him. And then, him. of course, they find him, put him away, and that is the end of that. But I like, I, I don't know, I, I kind of like visually how Electrocutioner is. It's, he has, like, this full, like, kind of blue suit, and it's just all, it looks like lightning. It's just all over him. But he's Electrocutioner. And he so also, visually, it's, right, it's, and he, he was brought back in Gotham. Exactly. So, so it's not like he's a total waste. Right. But you don't really see him. I mean, you haven't really seen him before that. So yeah. I that's why I kind of like Gotham, because it kind of brought back rogues that you don't really Has see the electrocutioner lot, had any role since that death in the comics? Uh, like in one was okay. brought back, but not really, uh, which is why I kind of wanted to put him in this. Yeah, kind of, no, because if you've you only really been <laughs> one appearance in Batman and you and, managed to kill and him. you managed to kill him. That's a pretty that's big pretty, deal, yeah. I think, right? I think so. Yeah. That's a plaque on his wall. <laughs> exactly. So All right. Death number seven. Death number seven. Okay. It is one that... I've talked about this story before. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it because it's one of my personal favorite Batman stories. Um, it is from Legends of the Dark Knight 65 to 68, and it's a J.M. DeMatzis story, and it's going sane. And I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before. It is when Batman and Joker are in this huge fight, of course, and they're in this warehouse, and the warehouse is like, all connected with bombs and is riddled with bombs and then it explodes and Joker escapes but he doesn't see Batman escape and he just knows that Batman is dead because he doesn't emerge anywhere he doesn't find him and so Joker says Batman is dead so I technically don't need to be Joker anymore so he totally transforms and he changes his whole life and he gets a job and he has a new name and he even has a girlfriend and he goes his life as a regular person because Joker's like, if Batman isn't here, there's no reason for Joker to be here. And so through this, these four issues and this lasts for about a couple months. So it's a pretty there long. There you go. Now we're getting into you know, the longer deaths. Yes, it's a little bit longer and you kind of focus on Joker and kind of his reform and you even focus on how it's affecting Alfred and people like that and then of course Batman comes back somehow or he didn't die and he was just gone for a while and when Joker finds this out he totally snaps out of it and becomes Joker once again and it's ending with him and Batman fighting just like they did in the first issue 
Now, did was there a fan outcry at that point, or do you know whether there was fans uh, clamoring for Bruce Wayne? No, because this was the longest death at this point. Right, this, this was, point, it was, and so it was new to fans. Right. Do you know whether there was anything special? No, and I don't know if it's because it was in this particular publication because it wasn't in the regular like Batman uh. type of comics. It was Legend of the Dark Knight, and usually these stories are shown to be in the early days of Batman. Right. So so the regular series is still going right, on. So, right. Batman, Bruce Wayne is still in effect. Right. I got it. So I think the closest thing that, at least at this time, because this was still in the this was still in the early this was still in the early 90s it's like 1994 i think the closest thing that came to it and batman didn't die but i think the closest thing is probably batman nightfall because bruce wayne wasn't batman for a period of time and that was in the regular batman detective comics crossover series so i think that was the closest thing so far we've gotten where batman or bruce wayne is in batman and then even afterwards, when Prodigal comes and Dick Grayson is Batman for a few issues, uh, but for this, no, it's but it is a really good story, and it's a it's a story if you're really into the whole Batman Joker relationship and seeing how they coexist and if they can't coexist if one isn't there without the other, this is a great story to check out, and yeah, it's one of my favorites. So there I'm pretty go. sure I've mentioned it, but yeah, so he's gone or he's dead seemingly to even Alfred because usually when Batman is quote unquote dead or gone, he always checks in with Alfred. You kind of see that, you know, because Alfred's kind of like his dad. It's like when you're gone, you kind of want to check in with your parents because they worry, but he didn't do that this time. So the so world kind of figured that Batman was gone. All right. So, yes. Um, so we're next death. Next death. What number? This is. So this is the number. Eight. Yeah, because we have like three more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Eight. <laughs> eight. Eight. <laughs> yeah. Number eight. Yeah. So this one, which I briefly mentioned, I think in our last podcast, but I didn't go full detail into it. Um, it is actually a Superman story, but it is Superman Emperor Joker. And it is a crossover series. It was in Superman, The Adventures of Superman, Action Comics. But we're looking at Action Comics 770. And this was in late 2000. And Joe Kelly wrote this. And the story is that Joker gets all of these cosmic powers. And he can pretty much defeat the Justice League. Because all he has almost all of the powers of the universe. And he decides to torture batman by killing him every day so he kills him and then the next day he's alive again and then he kills him and he dies like a hundred different times a hundred different deaths and this is of course torturous to batman and even superman tries to save him everyone tries to stop it but even batman comes to realization there is no way you can stop this i'm going to die regardless and in the end, and this is another kind of Batman Joker story, Joker realizes because he feels that, oh, if I'm killing Batman every day, it should give me some type of pleasure, some type of power that I haven't had before. But then he realizes that a kind of a, if Batman's gone, I really can't be Joker, even though I'm um, one of the most powerful beings in the world, it still won't mean anything if I'm Joker. Mm. So he, he stops. I need and Batman. He needs Batman. And so once Joker is rid of all his powers and 
he's put away batman is a total wreck because he literally has been killed like a hundred times over and his mental state is just really diminished and he really can't live with the way that he's seen all this torture and gone through all this torture so superman takes away those memories of him being tortured and takes them for himself because batman could not function with all of that so this death he dies like a hundred times wow. <laughs> and it's another great look at joker and kind of what batman means to him being a criminal or him being in power and that Batman, and you don't really see this with any other of the characters. No other character is dying every day. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of focuses that Batman's human, whereas the rest of the Justice League, they all have powers or something. And I don't think it would have had the same effect because in the end, Superman has to take all of those horrible memories of Batman dying so he could literally just live. I think other characters, if they had to go through the same amount of torture over and over again, they could cope with it. But Batman, in, at the end of the day, he's a man and he's human. And I don't think anyone could really, any of us as humans, as people can really deal with that. So. No. So it's it's a great story. It's a great. I mean, even if you're not a huge fan of Superman, you get to see the whole Justice League, and there's a focus on that. And it's another original take on a death. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the fact that someone's dying over a hundred times. Yes, and original. all different ways. There's yeah. no re there's no repetition. So it's so like I said, for the creative team, you have to be very oh, yeah. creative with and that. And they seem to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Death yeah. number nine. All right. We're getting down to the wire. Um, this one is, it's not within the regular continuity, but it is an—it is another death, which is a different death nonetheless. And it is in the arc Superman Red Sun. And if people aren't familiar with it, it he's is... He's the Russian yes, Superman. Yes, it's if As Superman if landed born in, Russia. in Soviet Russia. Exactly. Cool. So in one of in it's a three issue arc and it's uh, Mark Miller and Dave Johnson does the the art and it's pretty fantastic. I, I love Dave Johnson. Really good, really good stuff. Um, so it's three issues and in issue two, um, Superman he is the head of this kind of communist regime and you know that Batman or you see Batman he. It, he has turned into this anarchist. He's still a vigilante. He's still kind of from a broken, orphaned home, and but he's an anarchist, and he is kind of seen as the bad guy in a way, even though everyone sees Superman as the communist ruler that's kind of this overlord, and everyone is trying to stop this regime. But Batman teams up with LexCorp and the KGB, and they're trying to stop Superman. And they're using Wonder Woman as this bait to try to get Superman into their kind of lair to stop him. But even Superman comes, he sees Wonder Woman, but unfortunately Wonder Woman, who kind of has this personal relationship with Superman, which is why she uses bait, she escapes and she helps Superman in the end. And they are all ultimately captured. 
And Batman has prepared for this. He says if he was ever captured by Superman or anyone in his regime, he has placed a small bomb inside of his intestine mm. and can detonate it whenever. So it's like taking a cyanide pill or something of that sort. And so technically he commits suicide after being captured by Superman. Wow. So <laughs> it's kind of bleak. I yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Wow. I did not expect. Well, that, another original death. Exactly. That's. I did not think Batman <laughs> would do that. Right. And, and of course, anyone can argue, well, this isn't the same Batman. It's out of continuity. He's an anarchist. And he's a terrorist. And he's more hardcore. And anything that you can kind of say that Batman would never take his own life. And you right. can argue that, of course. But this is a whole different story. And but it is a Bruce Wayne character yes, that it is a Bruce kills Wayne himself. Character. Or that exactly. dies. Oh, that dies. Yes. So, wow. So, yes. And then, of course, the third issue goes and Lex goes up against Superman and but it's a really good it's a Elseworlds in a sense um, it's I guess it's placed on Earth 30 if you have to go through the whole multiverse but yeah Superman Red Sun in general is really good and the design everyone looks differently but they still have their kind of similar costumes and the core appearance yeah so, so yeah I, I'm a fan of, of Superman Red Sun and if you want to see Batman and they sh they even zoom in on the bomb and his intestine in the panel and it's it's, it's pretty interesting <laughs> so so that, there you go so yeah and oh. So yeah, so now we're on our death ten. Yes, we're on our last death that I guess you can say is um, pre New Fifty Two. It's before the new reboot and everything. Yes. And this one actually is the longest death I think even currently, even right now. Yeah, it's the longest death that has happened to Bruce Wayne, Batman, and he was literally gone out of comics for at least a year's period of time in real time. Right. So. That's so this is <laughs> who wrote it? Grant Morrison. Yes. Of course. Of course he would write something like that. But uh, it's, so it all starts in Final Crisis, which is a seven-issue arc. And there's lots of tie-ins and everything. Um, and the Justice League have to go up against Darkseid, who wants to take over the universe, of course. And in issue six, and the art is by... Uh, uh, J.G. Jones, which is, which, so together, coupled together, it's a really great story. So Batman ends up going up against Darkseid, and he is using a gun, which, of course, he even notes in the story that he never uses guns. He goes, it goes against his moral code, but he has a bullet that could potentially kill Darkseid. It even killed his son, Orion, and it's, kind of like this intergalactic bullet in a sense and he's like he has to do it because he has to kill Darkseid and of course he shoots the gun and it kind of banks all over the area and Batman is seemingly shot with the bullet and he and he is found almost disintegrated he's charred he's burnt to a crisp and Superman finds him and to everyone it seems that Batman is dead and so within the comics, he and they carry on this death. And it's like in the, in the next issue, in the last issue, he comes, he at least in that form comes back. Um, Superman and Justice League, they fight Darkseid. But at the very end, 
you see Batman kind of in this cave, kind of like caveman days, and he's drawing a bat symbol on the wall. And that's showing the readers that Bruce Wayne is alive, but he's not within our time frame. So, but while we know this, to everyone else, they He's dead. He is dead. Bruce Wayne, Batman, is dead. He's gone. And you see this and it, and they go through and this is during Grant Morrison's run and you go through Batman RIP comics and you go through even the you have Battle for the Cowl and that's when they're determining who will take the place of Batman and that's that's Tony S. Daniels story in 2009 and so mostly through 2009 that whole calendar year is when batman really bruce wayne batman wasn't in comics and then that goes into 2010 because after battle for the cow it's established that dick grayson is batman and that damian wayne is the new robin and that goes on to the batman and robin publication that's also that was also written by grant morrison to start and all the while, you're following Grant Morrison's The Return of Bruce Wayne, where it's a six-issue miniseries, and he's traveling through time, trying to get back to the present. And then in Batman The Return, which is a one-shot in 2010, he finally comes back. Or you see that Bruce Wayne is alive, right. and for a short period of time, he still has Dick Grayson as the Batman on the streets and everything, and... Yeah, so he dies. He does die, technically, to everyone else. And they have a funeral and everything. You see that in Whatever Happened to the Caped Crusader and all of the robes and the family and everyone thinks that he's dead, even though for some, like Tim Drake, who takes up the mantle as Red Rob and he starts that, he thinks that, no, I don't think he's really dead. And he goes on, he goes around the world to try to find him. And each of the family members cope in their own way. Right. Um, but this was technically the longest death that Batman had and one that really affected the whole family and essentially the whole DC universe in a sense. And it all. took Grant Morrison to do it. Yes. <laughs> and personally, I don't know who else could really write that because it was very intricate, but it's a very... It's 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 an awesome story, and if you can read all of the crossover issues and everything, and even if you just want to see in Final Crisis number six where he is is dead to the world, I guess. But the panel where Superman is holding Batman's body, it's very moving, and yeah. So that is ultimately the last major, I guess, death before the universe reboots. And then, like we discussed earlier, beginning of the podcast, now Bruce Wayne, he's he's alive and he's here. And I don't want to give away the story or anything, but now he has to find himself and really tr- come back to the Batman mantle. Mm. And I do recommend that people check out um, Snyder and Capullo's run right now. It's really great. Um, I've enjoyed it ever since they started. But if you want to read, it all starts in Endgame. And that's in Batman 35 and ends in f- number 40. So it's from 35 to 40. And then if you read from 40 all the way to issue 48 and 49, that so you'll be all caught up and you can see how... Batman apparently or Bruce Wayne and Joker too apparently died and how they came back and right. how everything kind of falls into place again you can kind of see it in these current comics so there you go 
Yeah. So Batman, you didn't think he could lose a fight? He <laughs> loses fights. You didn't think he could die? He dies. Right. And I think that, like I said, it's interesting to see him die in all of these different ways by these different um, creators. And most of them, besides the last one we really discussed, they're all very temporary. It's very short. It's very like between one issue to two issues in a comic. Um, and I think they're just kind of playing with the humanity that he has because you don't really see this a lot with other characters. I'm sure if you dig deep enough with all of the heroes, you can find a story or two where they die and then, oh, they're not really dead. They, they came back. But it's fun to see Batman because, as we know, he doesn't have powers. He doesn't have anything to really but come back. But sometimes he uses the gadgets that he has or he creates something to make sure he comes back to life. And that in itself is a superpower. And there you have it. So we know that the history of the Batman, though, is not dead. And it's going <laughs> strong. Yes. And so how can people follow history of the Batman? You can follow on Instagram and hit it at Instagram actually just hit 225,000 followers, Ooh, which is yes, awesome. Congratulations. So everyone who listens and follows Instagram, thank you for following. And you guys are awesome. So you can follow on Instagram.com slash history of the Batman. You can follow on Twitter at Twitter.com slash hist of the Batman on Facebook at Facebook.com slash history of the Batman. And on Tumblr, if you're on Tumblr, at historyofthebatman.tumblr.com. And, of course, if you have any questions, comments, um, anything, you want to hear um, something on a show, anything, you can always email at historyofthebatman at gmail.com. Wow. History of the Batman with London. What a, what a, a juggernaut. <laughs> it's amazing. So thank you once again for sitting in and sharing the no, knowledge thank you it's always fun i, I love talking about things like this because i think there's so, i'm hoping that these topics are things that people who like batman they don't really know about him yeah and hopefully you guys will read some of the issues that i talked about and find those panels where he's in a hospital and he's just in oh, yeah. <laughs> cal or or his whole costume because we can't see and behind that so yeah. but yes so there you go very awesome and so we're going to try to keep having weekly shows i promise <laughs> hey look it's been a little crazy but yes. i love doing the shows so all right but you keep coming back yes you may be in an alternate universe for a temporary <laughs> moment but you do come but back i come back yes. just like bruce <laughs> all right well this show has been engineered and produced by mason booker thank you sir and we'd like to thank you all for tuning in, sticking with us. And we will be back next week, hopefully. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. And as always, London. Peace, love, and Batman.